Hi everybody, welcome to the first episode of Look No Further, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything from our point of view. Um, I'm your host, Eric, and today I'm gathered here with my co-host, Iman. Um, how are we doing today? Girl, we hung over. <laughs> I was like... It's Saturday, or it's Sunday. It, so. it's, I'm mad at Sunday. Like, I'm literally, I'm like, how did this weekend fly by? Um, I was at some really popular YouTubers after party at Pie Shop last night. Was it I don't Mr. know if Beast? you know this dude. His name is, like, Andrew Callahan. He's about to be, like, hella famous. He got, like, an HBO special. But he threw, like, an after party. And I literally thought it was going to be the show. But the show was happening at Miracle Theater. So I got tickets to his after party, but not his actual show. So I got really mad and... Downing shots. <laughs> I got to see him tequila. though. He was getting he was getting like crowded by people, but um oh, he's God. just he's very much like man on the street with a microphone. Uh, he's trying to be Billy Eichner. Kind well I don't know. But yeah, he's very famous. It was cool. I I, I got to peep. He didn't show up till one AM. I was like, alright, I've had enough. Oh my <laughs> God. I don't know. I'm still like not at an age where I accept YouTubers as real celebrities. I'm We're like, not celebrities, but that HBO special is gonna make him a celebrity for sure. But how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm not hungover. Um, I was whipping it around Cali yesterday, bumping tracks, bumping beats. Um, it's raining today this morning, which is rare. It's been like raining. Not in Cali. It's, it's not a Cali vibe. Where's El Sol? Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm good. I feel fresh. I went to the gym before this call. You know, I'm... It's healthy. I'm trying. We, we said 2022. Who? <laughs> See ya. So, no, no, I've been, I've been pretty good. Um, I've been making some new friends out here. And, like, I don't know. Things have been... It's been surprisingly... Nice. Everyone, I feel like everyone outside like, of Cali is... Is it nice? Am I doing okay? <laughs> I, I just think... I don't know. It's so funny. Impressions. And this I experienced this when I lived in New York, too. It's like the impression of a state when you don't live in the state. Like, people want to tell you how it is. And then you get Literally. there and you're like... And you're like, this is kind of nice. This is not, like, what I was thinking it's going to be at all. So... Um, no, people have been really friendly and, like, welcoming, which everyone's like, everyone's fake in California. I mean, like, you're not in L.A., so that's one reason. We in the burbs. <laughs> that's true. But I feel like the... Feel after like this call, I'm actually going to check out a room in West Hollywood. So that's why I have a hard stop. Well, 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 well. Is it gonna, are you thinking WeHo, East Hollywood? It's in WeHo. Okay. Yeah, raise your eyebrows. <laughs> well, um, we'll see. I'm checking it out. I, I talked to them on uh, Wednesday, and then they're like, do you want to come check it out? I was like, yeah, I do, because I want to make sure the neighborhood's, like, decent. Because um, I was looking up yesterday, and apparently the stats for West Hollywood is that, like, you have, like, 1 in 25% chance of, like, a crime happening to you or something. I was like, that's... 
Um, that is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty high. So I don't know. I'm gonna, WeHo's kind of grunge. It's kind of grunge. So is WeHo is even more grunge, but WeHo is pretty grunge. Depending on where you're yeah. Right. I mean, but Brooklyn was it's, like, you know, I'm not like I'm more scared of rats than I am like <laughs> dangerous people. To be honest, <laughs> like people so, I can handle. Um, so for sure. Well, I hope you get the spot that you're like seeking right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers fucking crossed. I hope it's a chill roommate. I hope it's a vibe. Hope all the good things she happen. She seems cool so far. Definitely very artistic. Um, so red flag. We'll Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can no, they I pay rent? Right. Oh my god. Literally. She works, in, she works okay. in entertainment. She's an artist, but she works in entertainment. Um, okay, so okay, okay. Just, she's got a nine to five. Um, oh, she's a nine to five baddie? Okay, never mind. Are <laughs> nine to fives a baddie? I don't know. I um, need to get off the nine to five baddie TikTok trend because I literally oh just see all these people that are like, how to be a corporate baddie? And I'm like, oh my god, stop. Um, you know how but you be I'll a be corporate baddie? You quit your fucking job. <laughs> Literally. Okay. okay. We gotta move on. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Before I jump into all the random TikTok trends I'd be jumping into. Um, what are we listening to? What's on the playlist? I also think we need to make a look no further playlist. Okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. Um... We can also be our just our low key friendship playlist. Um, so I would have said until yesterday, I had a totally different answer for this, but oh. bitch, and I'm not trying to be bandwagon at all because it's been all over Instagram. Everybody's been posting. You say Paramore? You know. No, SZA, <laughs> dude. Oh, SZA. this record, yeah, twenty three just... songs. That's a lot to eat. And they're mostly like, well, almost every song's like amazing, you know. I don't know how. Bops on, you, bops on bops. Bops on bops, but also like, it's conceptual, it's relevant, it's relatable to people on an individual level, like where you feel like the songs are like your thoughts. Um, no, literally, I was on Twitter. I'm such a social media hoe. I was on Twitter, and someone was like, "I speak Sizanese," <laughs> because her her writing her writing flow is so unique. Like she'll touch on several different things at, at once. Very cool. She blew me away. I, she, it's so nuanced. It's, it's, it's soft. This- it's hard. It's like it's sad. It's angry. It's uplifting. Like she just really knocks it out of the park. Um, so I'm. Yeah, I literally just drove around yesterday. Like, I'm gonna drive and just listen to this and take it in. And I never do that. So I'm so happy because everyone's done with the Taylor Swift record. <laughs> I was never into the Taylor Swift record. So. Everyone was talking about they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna break up with my boyfriend because of this Taylor Swift record. Um <laughs> I'm gonna ignore my man because of the Taylor Swift record, all this shit. Like I'm gonna be in my feelings and like hate him or whatever. No, but, you're uh, not. This era is here. I'm so glad. No, that's just like the internet being stupid. But like, ugh. Um, but yeah, that's cool. The dude's yeah. record is great. The cover is gorgeous. I love the like blue water. She's sitting at like the edge of a like this like panel. Like very cool. 
yeah, it's like isolation, but also like bliss at the same time because you have like this water element. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm really. It's it's been a really cool record, and I'm glad that like so many people are are really falling in love with it. Um, it's cool to see. But outside of SZA, um, I've actually kind of been like doing a little throwback recently. Always, um, oh, you like, don't think you to me? Um, I already know. <laughs> I've been listening to like fifties and sixties sort of like gay icon sort of music. So I don't even know how I came across it, but I've been um <laughs> I've been listening to um Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland. I found it like a couple of weeks ago. It's the song from The Wizard of Oz. I'm Somewhere from... yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know why I, like, heard it. And Is it just, that like, a gay, iconic track? You don't think that that's a gay, iconic track? Just because there's the word rainbow in it? It's instantly I feel gay? like it's, like, I feel like it is. I feel like it's relatable to, like, the queer person. I don't know. Um. Hot take. Yeah. Another song slash person I've been listening to from, I think she's a 50s artist. I could be wrong, but I've been listening to Betty Midler. Icon. Um, yeah, like she's just she she had this song called Friends, which I was looking into it when I found it. And I guess it's about kind of it's it's kind of about like the kind of the onset and um of the HIV AIDS era and like losing a lot of gay friends that she had. And so I think the song is supposed to be a dedication to them. And so yeah, I don't know. I'm I think I was telling you the other day like 2020 has been my my gay year. Like I've just been diving into the history to myself and it's not over not over yet that's awesome i'm glad you're like finding tunes community vibes historical references that like pertain to your like experience it's fucking awesome yeah i don't know i mean there's just so much it's like the ocean like you can keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper with with gay culture um that's kind of the the fun part of like being gay it's just like you can never there's never enough to learn so oh yeah what are you listening to what am i listening to so you know i'm a huge eliza fan her new record a sky without stars is bit on it's like are you okay because literally this record is so beautiful and dark and real and forward all the lyricism on this album is like it just hits different like I don't know how to explain it like she touches on a lot of like toxic things in relationships and being so insanely honest with how she actually feels in the moment I feel like all of her songs are just like very like I'm present this is how I'm feeling lots of harmonies and background vocals that I really love so it feels full even though the instrumentation is very minimal um so yeah I've been listening to a lot of that but then on a side note I'm very much in my disco pop era right now um been listening to a lot of Mr. Twin Sister um Simon Spine just a lot of like bass funk heavy pop that just like makes you want to move I'm into that yeah, you need that in the winter. You need like a little uplift. You need a little exactly because I began to these like dark emo punk hardcore, just like, Ugh. and it's like for what? 
I'm, I'm I'm trying to extend summer mentally. Like I I, I think I, I like posted on Instagram like a while back. I was like, "Fall's the new summer," eh. and I'm like, "Okay, but let's continue that through the winter so I don't get seasonally depressed." Right. So right. gotta keep the BPM high, the vibrations <laughs> high, <laughs> the frequency high with disco pop, and it's been very inspiring for me, just like musically to think about writing more upbeat songs more like rhythmically vibey tracks instead of I being like you've been doing that already have you not i think most of your recent i stuff have is... but not in a fun way like i'll write oh, dark things like, over a like, bop <laughs> I'll like break and up with you and make it literally like, like i'm all about like i've been writing a lot of like revenge dance beats and that's cool but like what about positive, happy, uplifting things? As long you know? as it's not toxic so, positivity. Um. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I think I'm trying to find a happy medium between like being realistic about where you're at and just kind of like finding the light out of it. You know what I mean? Just like feeling good even though – is that toxic positivity? <laughs> um, There's a line, but I think <laughs> – Am I delusional? <laughs> Yes. No, About summer um, extending into winter mentally and emotionally. <laughs> no, we're just like trying to feel good, trying to feel good in my skin and my body, and like actually thinking about what it's like to perform a happy song versus like a dark song that I wrote and having to like not tap into that live. So very much thinking about disco, pop, funk, all those things right now. That's the wave. Well, you should get back into that OG Calvin Harris in the '80s. He's on my playlist. Oh shit! Sure like uh, the first, the first Calvin Harris record I created, Disco, in is on 80s. my. <laughs> the one song where it's like, I don't care what you look like or what you wear, and then it's like, as long as you got color on, baby, some shit like that. It's funky. It's fun. I butchered okay. it, but it's great. <laughs> We loved it. We loved it. Um, well, moving right along, um, what is good on the internet today? Well, me or you first? Because I asked. You take it away. All right, I'll take it away. Well, we have to move kind of quickly just because we're already 15 minutes we, into this. and We, we are 15 minutes in. We do have a really awesome topic today, so we're definitely going to roll through the internet shenanigans really yes. quickly, but... Elon Musk, we love to hate him, hate to love him, but some people just recently, love to love him. But go on, people really love him for real, for real. And I'm like, he gave Trump back his Twitter platform, so I'm dot 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 confused. Also, how are you gonna? Okay, before I before I jump into what it actually is, how are you gonna take Kanye West's platform for hate speech and then also give Trump back his platform? Even though he definitely had some hate speech going on, make it make sense. Did he block? Kanye they should West? both be off the platform. <laughs> Did he take Kanye off? Yeah, because he was posting oh. anti-Semitic uh, tweets. Oh, I didn't know he took him off. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, he like banned him. Um, but yeah, so what's crazy? What's happening right now? Like, if you look up any article right now, just type in Elon Musk into Google. Um, he dropped a three-part Twitter files on Twitter and, like, has done a bunch of interviews, but basically, like, Elon Musk basically revealed that 
there is a certain group and a wide group of Twitter employees that were basically like working together to shadow ban and suppress content that they didn't like or thought wasn't cool. And they did point out that it was like more of the liberal leftist suppressing the right wing, whatever. But basically, um, Elon found out they were suppressing content and hiding content and hiding news. He was basically calling Twitter a crime scene and an investigation. Blah, blah, blah. He's saving his own ass. But he's now creating a software that basically tells users whether or not they're being shadow banned and suppressed and why. Um, But the whole thing is kind of a spectacle because it's like, oh, you're going to blow up your employees that were basically taking care of like hate speech and shit like that. But people were also bringing up all these political things that happened in the news cycle from 2020 and forward that were suppressed and people didn't see. But yeah, the whole thing is like a transparency spectacle and it's just like getting out of hand. (laughs) Honestly, I'm only on Twitter anyway. I haven't had Twitter since 2012. Let me start there because it's honestly just been, it was a trash platform when it started, like when it started, it was literally like, everyone was like, I'm eating right now, LOL. Like just like live tweeting every single thought. Like that was a start of Twitter. (laughs) And then it started going dark, as all internet social media platforms eventually do. Um, so now I only go on just to see gay porn, because that's, like, it's a new Tumblr in terms of, like... Speaking of which, I'm so glad you said that, because apparently Tumblr is having a comeback, and Twitter users are leaving Twitter to go to Tumblr, because Tumblr just brought back nudity and sexual content. Who doesn't... Took you um... long enough. But yeah, who owns? I thought isn't like some random own like Tumblr now. Oh, like, uh, Tumblr's owned by uh, Yahoo. Oh, that's right. I thought it was like Ashton Kutcher or something for some reason. No, it's you're right. No. It's Yahoo. They but um, literally... yeah. So apparently, Tumblr's making a comeback. Buzzfeed posted this thing yesterday that was so funny. It was like, "What do you remember from Tumblr era?" And it was like pictures of Lord, Arctic Monkeys, Lana Del Rey. I was like, "Stop!" It was crazy. And like long, long <laughs> essays about how much people hate hated their lives. Literally glamorizations of depression and suffering. Always. <laughs> and then like, oh my god, and then oh, fuck yeah, sex and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, stoner party. It's just pictures of people hitting gypsy people hitting a bomb. Oh my oh, god. god. You know, honestly but though, I made my Tumblr weird. come to life. Like I literally posted like nature, weed, and like an occasional like gay kiss, and I'm living that now. So, tell me what's wrong about that. I think mine was basically like cityscapes, softcore, porn, <laughs> and just like music I'm listening to. That's it. Me trying to get out of this town. You know, yeah, there's so and, much like the occasional travel. like vlog or whatever for sure. You'd be like, Hi, occasional guys. what? Vlog. Oh, yeah, being like, oh, my God, the occasional six-month recap of everything that's happened. Ugh, we love to see it. But anyways, what's happening on the internet with you? What did you catch? So, oh, my God, and I cannot believe that you haven't heard of this. I'm so excited to tell you and reveal. Um, So, Balenciaga, which... 
I, yeah, they've had the craziest controversy. It basically started, like, I think, like, mid and November. And it's kind of crazy because they're doing a lot of influencer marketing right now. Like, every, like, major... I, I don't even follow that many celebrities, but every celebrity page I go on on Instagram has, like, an influencer... Um, has, like, an influencer photo with Balenciaga. But they were in the news because... Um, they did a holiday ad campaign and in the campaign there's basically images of um kids holding teddy bears that are wearing like leather like literally wearing like um bondage harnesses the bears are harnesses are in first and foremost okay but it gets deeper it gets deeper (laughs) So that you'd think that's that's like all right, like okay, questionable, you know, a like why why are you even why are we even fat like making kids trying to be like fashionable? That's first of all, I think that's weird. Um, but it gets a little deeper because people like zoomed in to um the campaign because it, you know their images, but there's like stuff in the scenes, and in one of the images, um, there's like this piece of paper that is a document from a court case and somebody did some somebody did some research and the court case that's referenced in the paper is united states versus williams which um that case was basically um a ruling that upheld this thing called the protect act which basically um increased federal protections against child pornography so this documents in yes the rigmarole the rigmarole this is like <laughs> that's like, that was on the teddy bear in the scene there's like a piece of paper like it's a scene right and like there's like a bag with like a piece of paper and somebody some internet person like zoomed in and it was a document from that court case on conspiracy the paper. illuminati like just <laughs> So not the Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati. Um, That's so why. there's just so much to unpack. <laughs> I have to look this up. I have to look at these Balenciaga. Also, you know what that reminds me of? I don't know if it was Balenciaga um, or a different brand, but there was another brand. Oh, God. Oh, God. These are okay. literally emo. They're just emo bears. Get out of here. With a little leather. Come on. Come on. Okay. Sal. But no. I will say there wasn't a brand. I think it was Balenciaga that was, uh, they did a runway show. And you know how, like, you've seen, you've seen a noose. Like a, like a. Yes. They basically made noose necklaces. And they had them walking down the runway in noose necklaces like, rope noose necklaces. And they were basically got caught up for, like, uh, glamorizing suicide. Like, straight okay. Also, up. I misspoke. So the, the document wasn't found in the ad with the teddy bears, but there was a separate clothing ad that I guess somebody took a picture and this document was in there. So let me clarify. But- also clarifying, it wasn't Balenciaga, it was Burberry. Sorry, go on. We're fact checking live. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta make sure our facts are straight. Because I was like, totally. well, it, had to be, it was with a B. I thought it was Balenciaga. But um, that's I wild. Just, 
It's just, who, why are we using kids to promote fashion? Like, that just feels wrong in its essence. That's been like, happening it's... since the beginning of time, though. Well, I'm here yeah. to take a stand. <laughs> <laughs> take a stand? I mean, take a ticket. Because literally, like, kids have, I've seen kids in Versace ads. I've seen kids in Balenciaga Burberry ads. There's something about a kid dressing super well or something or in like a cool outfit that just sells it sells it goes it back sells to Jason for Bennett. kids fashion or it sells to like adults do you mean like designers using it like the big big name designers or like store well, I mean, like i'm talking about balenciaga like what is your intention with using children in your ads because you have adult clothes from what i understand i'm not a fashion right. guy, but like it's like it's not That's even a, a kid's point. clothing brand. It's like no, you're an adult like high fashion brand. Um, so I don't know. The whole thing is just questionable, and that is questionable. But that zoomed in court case has me thinking. <laughs> so like, who knows? Yeah, that's, that's wild. They were like but, at the top um, of their game too. Besides those two internet shenanigans. We also want to talk about some personal things. Um, oh. How's California been? You should tell everyone about your journey across the country. <laughs> sure. Um, so start of November, I I moved cross country. Um, uh, <laughs> to to California. It was a really freaking long trip i only i did it in four days and one of those days i was yeah and one of those days i was literally in denver i like was not traveling so i really did it in three days um but if nobody's ever done a road trip across country like definitely recommend it it's something you need to do one especially east to west like north to south worthless east to west like the nature Mm. changes so much across the across the way it was just such a freeing experience i think to just like be totally on your own um and just like seeing a new environment every day um i loved it that's what i'm at that's like when i'm at my coming of age it really is it's like so useful like oh let me just be alone and travel the country cross country it's just like every it's like when someone leaves college and like they graduate they backpack through europe or something it's like truly and yeah Virginia to like kind of like West Indiana is really cool. Um, the foliage was popping like that entire trip. Like it was literally just colorful as hell. And then from Indiana to Denver, it's pretty flat. The worst state to drive through by far is Kansas. And Kansas actually even is the only place that I drove through that like they can close off the interstate and force you to like get a hotel at certain points. I don't know why, but there's like barricades that I was like driving past. They were open, but like you can literally, they can literally close off the interstate. And I, maybe it's because of hurricanes or like tornadoes or something. Or tornadoes or something. Yeah, they be having situations. So <laughs> there was, oh my God, there was, because obviously I'm on a grinder. I'm like, you know what? Like, let's see what happens. We're driving cross country. Who knows? And there was like, at one point I was like exhausted. It was like 12 hours into my drive from Indiana to Denver. And this guy in Kansas was like, you can come stay in my like 
um my back house like there's a fireplace did i tell you about this no you did not spill this hot piping tea (laughs) it's not even hot and piping i didn't go but he was just like yeah i have this extra i have this extra like back house and it's all set up and there's a fireplace like no like no strings attached at all we don't have to do anything blah 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 and i almost said okay um but (laughs) you're like free stay uh yes i can (laughs) yeah but I i didn't end up doing it and um I ended up just blazing through to uh to Denver, which Denver's like probably one of my favorite cities. Like, cause I've been to almost every city now, and I don't know. There's mm-hmm. just something about like being surrounded by mountains and like the atmosphere. I mean, there's like two types. Of, well, who am I to speak for Denver? I've been there like a couple of days in my life, but like there's like the hippie like side of Denver, but then there's mm-hmm. also like there's kind of like two hippies it's like the really chill like still getting their shit done but like really relaxed and then there's like sort of sorry to anybody who this applies to but like the more like i don't know just kind of, kind of like burnt out i don't want to be mean, oh, but kind of like sure. dead yeah um Lives, for sure so it's like two two types of hippie but i don't know that's just my scene i like just low-key like easy mountains fresh air love and it's like very drivable and chill there's like a decent small community there like it's not as overwhelming as like new york dc whatever mm-hmm. but yeah so then i drove to denver stopped in vegas to see my sister had my birthday party um that was lit as the kids say um and then i finally arrived here in california um just a little <laughs> just a little bit outside of la at the moment um oh, it's yeah. been good i mean cali's like you've been so kicking busy. it there for what like a month or two like a month and a half now yeah month and a half yeah right in the middle um yeah i mean it's just like even if you don't know anybody in california the weather will just like uplift you it's so easy to just like be outdoors and that's something i've been learning about myself and that my therapist has kind of like helped me with is just knowing that like nature's always there if you need it as like a, a form of therapy and um True. so I, I don't know being here has been just so easy to adjust to because the weather is so great and like there's hiking there's beaches there's you can even go skiing there's like a mountain nearby that you can go skiing that it's snowing on like literally just so yeah. much um so it's been good been meeting people and fucking people <laughs> <laughs> you're living your your best life it's like you're in your twenties. I know one of the big things that you said before you left was just kind of like, "It's almost over, bitch." <laughs> I'm trying to fucking see the world, pick a spot, settle, settle, make it, find my community. Like you're doing all those things right now. So swish. Honestly, um, it's been so good. So I can't believe I've yeah, only been here a month. It feels like it. I've been here. Thank you. Oh, love yeah. you. Um. <laughs> What about you? What are your updates? What's going on with you? So, yeah. Um, so, for people that are watching or that know me, I guess, I make music at, um, which I kind of sprinkled in earlier, but um, I've just been on this wave where, like, I want to take everything up a fucking ten notches. Like, I've been working on an album for two years. It's done. 
I finally cut my first music video. I'm like waiting to see the rough cut next week. Um, I found a PR team to help me do strategy. I um, found a booker that wants to help me do an East Coast leg. Um, Talking to a few drummers to see who's going to drum with me and tour with me. Um, But yeah, just like taking it up a notch. Like I've been doing the music thing for five years and it's like, Every time I get, I want to get serious, I get scared. And I feel like now it's like, it's always been a financial thing. Like, do I have the right gear? Do I, am I making the right thing? Am I collaborating? Can, can I afford an engineer? Can I work with other producers? Do I want to produce this on my own? Like, what's the vision? What's the vibe? What's next? You know what I mean? And I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm just like, okay, let's take it to the next level. Let's see how far we can go with this. And just continue the momentum instead of stopping and starting and feeling insecure and stuff. So feeling a huge, like, wave of confidence and energia. Um, And I'm just, like, ready. Like, the video, we have a drag queen that literally did insane choreo, like, on this amazing checkered floor. We had, like, the multi-lights. It was just set it was just set Ooh, sending me i can't I'm wait for to see it i can't wait to tease it on instagram i can't wait to put it online so just very excited about artistic things right now I, I think that's true with anything like what you said is just like no matter what your passion is because we all get burnt out for sure we all feel insecure about things that we love because we love them so much but like with anything in life i think it's so important to just like just keep going because the yeah. I hate to sound so annoyingly cliche, but like I don't the have journey. Yeah, the journey you don't want to have any regrets, but also like the journey is a part of the joy. And it's and it's great to even look back and see like how how far you've come. I mean, you've been doing music now, it feels like for like a decade. Maybe not, but like Yeah, I mean like I started in college, but I was in like I was in a lot of different bands. I did the solo thing for a while. And then I would hop in and out of projects, but never actually have a body of work to show. I would always be performing, but never had like, oh, you can find me X place. I was just kind of like floating through the musical community, you know? And then in 2020, I produced a whole record and then I put that out. And that was just like, that kickstarted everything. I was like, okay, now I can say I have something out. I can show something to a venue I can show something to a drummer who wants to work with me. I can show it to other producers, blah, 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 blah. Like it just, it was literally the catalyst. I was like, just put yourself out there and it will come back to you. So it's been, yeah. And it's, I mean, you've been performing a lot. I mean, you've been literally going show to show. It feels like for months, like you have like four to five shows. It feels like a month now. So I know it's because I'm in two bands. I have like my solo Sunstony thing. And then I'm also in knifing around. Literally, I was in the group chat with knifing around. They were like, yeah, we have a show in January, February, March. I'm like, are we on tour? Like, chill out. (laughs) I was like, I got my own shit going on. I can't be doing the most. But it's, it's exciting, though, because that's the 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 dude Owen who produced knifing around. That was like his baby, and he also co-produced the album that I put together, that we put together together. Um, 
So it's like crazy to see him pop off and do a lot of shows and I'm like supporting him and he's also supporting my music. So it's very much like intertwined, super fun, super exciting. Synergy simpatico. That's my answer. Okay, well, plug your. I don't think you plugged your solo name. At Sunstony. You can find me on IG, Spotify, Apple Music Title, whatever. S U N S T O N E I. Bump it. Louder. Bump it. Louder. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Well, for the day, we are uh, uh, really deep <laughs> with our own updates, but let's talk about it. I mean, this is something you brought up, and I want to dive in. Yeah. So I think um, it's important to talk about things that are happening and trendy. And I feel like the holiday season is one of those things where you have like such a firm opinion on it. Like I have so many friends that come from you know, the typical, like, family, they have their mom and dad have stayed together, they have siblings, they go home for the holidays, they're super vanilla, but, like, I've always come from, (laughs) yeah, but I've always, it's it's interesting, because I also have friends, and my personal experience with holidays is that, um, you know, when you come from a more broken, I guess, family background, Mm -hmm. it's, um, definitely, like, I don't know, it's, it's just exciting. an interesting time to to figure out, like, how to approach it. Um, like, do you, like, some years I feel like I'm, like, super anti-holiday, I don't want to talk about it, I avoid it, and then some years I feel like I try and just, like, turn it into something else, like, something more positive, spending time with friends. Um, Close and family, so, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's... Um, that's what our topic is today. We want to just talk about like the holiday season, our personal experiences with holidays. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your your family and your like upbringing with holidays? Like, what do you remember oh about like being young and hung? So first things first, I wasn't born here, so my family is very much Sudanese and Ethiopian. I was raised hella Muslim, so. You know, my mom is very much Christian and my dad was very much Muslim. So I had the beautiful diaspora of both <laughs> experiences. But um, yeah, so like I did Ramadan, I did Eid on the, during like Islamic periods, you know what I mean? Uh, and then, which made my dad really happy. And then my mom was like, well, I don't want you to feel left out from like, your American friends, so, like, we'll do Christmas, we'll do Thanksgiving, um, but it was always so weird, because it was like, okay, one does not accept the other, uh, to what? <laughs> and it was always just like, I don't know, Christmas was like, I didn't come from a family, like, made of money, so, like, for, during Christmas time, my mom would just be like, here's 20 bucks, go into the mall and buy something for yourself. Right. And then we'd wrap it up and pretend to be surprised <laughs> on Christmas Day, which was very cheeky. And I, we all just like loved it, you know. Um, it was never like surprise gifts. The only time it was ever like gift giving for real for real was if it was like a birthday and that was like gift time. Christmas was kind yeah. of just like, everyone else is doing it, so let's do it, right? And then with Ramadan and Eid and stuff, 
You know, that was just straight up fasting. My mom had her own version of fasting. She did Lent. So there was like her version of that. But yeah, fasting and like going to school and pretending to like not eat and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, that. Not but pretending. like Ramadan moves. Ramadan moves a month up every year. So it's never at the same time. So sometimes it would be during Thanksgiving season. It would be in the wintertime. And it was like kind of hard to relate to other people but there's that and then yeah, it's like, interesting i was gonna say oh, you know it's, it's interesting like i feel like christmas specifically is like it's like the one well i mean other holidays this has happened too but it's the one holiday where it's sort of like almost i mean some people don't celebrate it i it's guess in the US, it's but yeah it, it's like forced on you now like especially if you're like a young person you go to school with people that are celebrating christmas like all you talk about during christmas season is christmas and and it's yeah it's literally like as soon as honestly it not even after thanksgiving now it's like soon as it's like after halloween all of a sudden you are blasted with commercials advertising what do you need to buy for your cousins and second cousins and siblings people you don't even see people you don't even talk to it's like it's really just a flex on finances. Like, yeah. I literally saw an Instagram post by, like, Washington Post the other day that was, like, what to do for Christmas when you're in debt. And the, in the post, it was still talking about buying presents for people and how to, Don't like, spend money. And- Don't tell me it was a shopper's guide, baby, because that ain't it. That ain't it. And I'm like, why, like, isn't the whole point of Christmas... Post-pandemic <laughs> it- from the Washington Post? Read the room. Right, and it's it's uh, so weird because it's like literally this holiday, the the historical aspect of it was um, Jesus's birthday. Birthday, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, I was like, oh wait, was he born three days again? Or Our Lord and Savior was born. I yes. blocked out all religion. Um, <laughs> You're like, I thought we were just Venmoing each other. Let's go. <laughs> And nowadays, Christmas is literally about buying everybody you've ever met a fucking Christmas present. And I just think that that's so, so sad. Such a missed, missed opportunity. I think with age, Christmas has gotten a little bit better. Not on, like, the family side of things, but, like, I've I've been getting invited to, like, Friendsgivings and, like chosen family gatherings and that's been really heartwarming because i'm like okay these are the people that are i actually spend my time with not that i don't spend time with family but like it's nice to see people appreciating their friendships especially in the queer community too because i've been getting invited to a lot of like little queer chosen family thanksgiving things and it's just like little potlucks and you just bring food and hang out and show appreciation for each other and that's the wave like that's the holiday wave that i'm about the like let's get together we haven't seen each other in months we barely talk like that whole situation not right no i will say that that's one thing i've noticed this year i've gotten a lot more like friends have reached out to me and been like hey like come spend the holidays with me and like come spend christmas eve with us and i guess there is maybe hopefully some sort of like hopefulness kind of changing the holiday season around from just buying stuff to actually like just having a good experience and enjoying the people that being together that's literally all it's about is just being together i feel like 
when it comes to just like, oh, like, I want this, this, that, and the other. I need to like the whole Black Friday craze and Cyber Monday and then doing Black Friday and Cyber Monday because you got to get the deals for Christmas. Like just, it's just stressful. It's not even fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Like just caught up. I, Do you have any uh, holiday horror stories? <laughs> um, I know I have one. You have a horror story? You go and I'll okay. think of mine. Yeah, you you think of yours. So basically, um, I did the most taboo thing you could possibly do in an East African Muslim household, which is oh bringing a white boy into the house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was going to do this whole dramatic thing where I was like, gonna tell my insane like muslim sudanese father that i had a white boyfriend I was, that i was even dating anyone oh you were gonna <laughs> then, out it at, on thanksgiving i was like i was like trying to be progressive and like i literally was like i'm gonna invite him to the dinner table and i'm gonna tell him what's up and it's gonna be so sick and it's gonna open the door for my other siblings because i'm clearly the black sheep slash rebel <laughs> So they can bring their significant partners at home because prior to this moment, we had a family rule that was like, if if there's no rain, they can't step into the house, basically. Right. I, like, I we do you out in the world, but unless there's a ring on it or like real commitment, they can't come into the house. Obviously, that's changed. And I believe it was my iconic move this Thanksgiving <laughs> that did it. But essentially, I was 19. I was dating this boy. Um, we had been together for two years, uh, and I wanted him to come over for Thanksgiving, so I invited him over to Thanksgiving. My idiot self leaks the fact to my mom that I was going to tell my dad that this guy was my boyfriend, and um, we're at the dinner table, we're like, saying grace, which is hilarious because- Your heart's like pounding. <laughs> we're like, holding hands, saying grace, even though like we're like a half-Christian, half-Muslim household. It was just like so, it was a lull. Um and we go around saying whatever we're thankful for. And then I was like, I'm so thankful for X person because they're my, and then my mom cuts me off and she's like, yeah, this is Amher's friend. And we invited him to dinner because she literally like killed the show. <laughs> like, cut the cameras, all of it. She's like, yeah, this is Amher's friend. He, um, his family's out of town and he could, he didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, this whole narrative. And I was like, my job was like, and Dylan was like, I appreciate being here. <laughs> oh my God. I was so mad. And then my dad was like, they're always welcome here. And I was like, you don't even, you don't even know the drama that was about to go down. He was about and to throw hands. <laughs> literally in retrospect I'm, I'm like happy i didn't say anything because it yeah, would have been like, i think your mom actually saved you saved. To be um but i was so mad and then so my dad like scarfed his dinner and went upstairs to watch soccer and i was like mom fuck <laughs> like, i was gonna i was gonna like drop the hardest thanksgiving bomb ever and she was like at this table with that man in this house no <laughs> But we still we we still had a good time and enjoyed it. But it was definitely like I could have got my ass beat. <laughs> Literally, it's so fun. Now that you said that, I like have flashbacks. That is some drama for your nerves. It was, it was, you were ballsy. Was, you you literally said this moment 
this precious moment we're going around (laughs) i really thought i was it for real i was like i'm progressive i'm gonna change the game like y'all better respect me like and honestly it did allow more of our part like my mom became more progressive after that because it was like my sister had a boyfriend my brother had a girlfriend like they were all keeping it out of the house and separate and stuff like that so like now we're just chilling you know no, for like, sure i mean you've definitely pushed the house, cool, like you push the doors open for sure <laughs> oh my god yeah that like flashing i've literally now it makes me think of that like one time that we hung out at your house when your dad was upstairs and yeah, I was, that's scary. Like, yeah and you heard him like walking around <laughs> okay um oh no you're frozen are you still there you're kind of you're frozen oh hi oh you're Um, back okay a little technical glitch we're back (laughs) um tell me tell me a lull i have a a lull lull. yeah so one year for thanksgiving um my sister and dad were beefing as usual and um I was like, okay, well, this year, like, my sister really, she was, like, pressing me to see her for Thanksgiving and be with her, and her plan was to go over to her boyfriend's house, um, her boyfriend's family's house, um, and so I very begrudgingly agreed (laughs) to go over for Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, and I just, I went over to this house, and... It was probably like, I don't know, like somewhere between 12 and 15 people. Didn't know them. Didn't really even know her boyfriend. Like I was just getting to know him too. And mm-hmm. I basically had to just sit in this like Wonder Bread room in a Caucasian household and talk like some of the driest conversations with people that I did not know. Um, you better cough that out. And... Um, <laughs> and um yeah we basically it was just I just remember being so dry I was so awkward and um (laughs) I remember we left eventually after a couple hours and literally the next day my sister and her boyfriend broke up And I was literally, like, I literally just wasted my day with these (laughs) most just boring, like, average white folks. (laughs) Only for you guys to break up the next day. I was so mad. And so now every time... Yeah, and so now every time my sister invites me to, like, Thanksgiving stuff, I'm like, well, you remember that one year where, um, no... It was, like, it was honestly on like the family from get out like the white family from get out just so like hi how are you doing what you know well, like, like a shit yeah it's just like oh so. it's so hard meeting like your sibling significant others when it's like that's not last right Am I supposed to be best to... Person? if there's not a ring <clears throat> i ain't even with your family I'll see y'all at the... Hi, um, That's such a step. Like, for real, for real. I'll see y'all at the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> you got a no. ring on it. Sure. 
Honestly, no. I mean, that was one story, but I had a lot of stuff I remember that I sort of suppressed from childhood because my parents divorced really young. And so for Mm. Christmas, usually I would be with my mom and um, what my dad would do since like we weren't with him for Christmas, he would like, and this was like looking back, like it was such a, such a nice gesture, but he would literally like um, come to our house christmas eve night like in the middle of the night and he would um leave like a stack of presents for us um to basically open for christmas like so sweet um that's so cute yeah and but like yeah he would like drive literally like an hour away come leave the presents and then he wouldn't even you know like if he rang the doorbell or whatever my mom would pop um and some years my mom would just throw the shit out and didn't even tell us that he would come. Yeah. Savage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I found that out years later. I was like, damn, like he, he was like, yeah, I would come every year and leave you guys presents. You didn't get them. And I was like, Ooh, that's heartbreaking. So that's the thing. I think we're, we, we're both come from divorced parents, which is so wild to think about, but it's like, yeah, like, my dad never gave us gifts. Not even, and even during Ramadan or Eid, if he even had an inkling that we didn't fully fast or fully pray five times a day or whatever, when Eid, <clears throat> when Eid would come around, which is when your parents would, like, give you money, give you gifts for, like, you know, fasting for 30 days, you know? He'd be like, you didn't really fast, so... Or you didn't really, like... Yeah, so I wouldn't get anything. You know, and honestly, like in retrospect, I look back on it. I'm like, I don't need anything if this is supposed to be my relationship with God that I'm working on. That's the point of fasting and to understand other people who may not have as much as you, like your abundance, you know, but like, yeah, eat is supposed to be like a huge party and you're supposed to like go out and have fun and get your henna done on your hands and be around, you go to the mosque and party. Like, that's supposed to be what it is, you know? And, um, yeah. But it's so it's weird wild. that even even that is, like, you're, like, he's kind of rewarded. Like, like, you're rewarded for this, like, religious act with, like, commercial presence. It's, like, even, exactly. even that it has, like... It shows up on both sides. Yeah. It shows up on the Islamic side. It shows up on the Christian side. It's, like, you can't avoid it. It's, like, there's been capitalism, like seeping through the religious sphere during sure. the holidays it's it's a hot mess yeah but, but hopefully i mean hopefully like i feel like people are very slowly cherishing more so that like the holidays is like the one time of year especially in the u.s i think most of our stories are kind of more relevant for like people that live in the u.s obviously right it's like the one time of year where like you get time off from work you can slow down and like it's so important to just enjoy time with the people that you love and Agreed. like it's there's just as as we kind of said at the start of the start of this conversation it like it shouldn't be about like showering each other with presence presence it should be about time to shower each other with love and exactly and I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in the, like, status of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. The deals, the money. It's like, 
dude, we just, we're, we're, the pandemic isn't over. We're still recovering from that. We're still experiencing that. Like, we, we've lost so many people in the past two years that it's just like, you know what? We got to cherish our time, you know? Like, what are we working for, you know? And I feel like a lot of people have been having that type of realization around the holidays. It's just like, I actually don't want to do what I'm doing right now or pivot careers or move somewhere else and try new things and, you know, be around family because I want to, you know, because life is short, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. This year feels different to me for some odd reason. I mean, it could be the fact that, like, I just became an auntie. You're so. an auntie. You're also, like, this is the first year you're celebrating the aunt, the holidays as a married woman. Like, you have True. two families to, like, you know, oh, go yeah. celebrate like, my family with. has literally expanded so hard this year. That's why I'm like, you know what? Like, let me rebrand the holidays. Because I used to be just as anti, you know? But it's like, life is short. My family's expanding. You know, like... I have my partner side. My sister got married. We got her partner side. They just had a child. It's like, and when you see a baby at Thanksgiving, it's just like, Aww. okay. You know what I mean? You want to make it special for them. I feel like kids make it like, you want to make it special when there's kids around. But like, right. as you get older, you just get a little bitter. But doesn't mean you can't, you know, finesse your friendships and your chosen family. So I don't Absolutely. know. Let's rebrand Christmas. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Girl, not with these flight prices. I'm going to sit my happy ass in California and chill on the beach. Smoke Literally, a weed. Smoke. <laughs> you're, you're in a groanie with Prosecco in it. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Such so. a vibe. Do you have any closing thoughts? We're no, almost I think, I think, yeah, no, I was just, I was just noticing that too. No, I think, I think I covered it. Like, you know, um, I think as long as as long as we can like kind of look at holidays with the future tense of just uh presenting love and not like trying to present love through the act of gift giving and the act of capitalism, then we're on the right track. Um and also again, you know, finally that realization of like holidays doesn't need to be about your blood family. Like it can totally be a time to celebrate your chosen family and your friends and like that's enough. So for people like me who like, I get all stressed out for the holidays and not wanting to be with my blood family sometimes, like it is a good time to sit back and say, well, no, like at least I have my friends that love me that I can like spend this time with and and that's enough. So, um, yeah, that's enough. And you yourself are enough. Like, I feel like people tend to forget that, you know, because of money and status and, all types of elitism during the holidays. So yeah, love yourself, be kind to yourself and, you know, enjoy everyone that, that actually shows up for you. Be there for the people that show up for you during the holidays. It's always nice. And show up for yourself. If you are going to buy a gift, get yourself a damn gift. Come on. Right. Treat yourself, (laughs) period. Um, But thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this holiday episode. Thank you for bringing this topic, Ari. It was really sweet. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and hopefully we will catch you next week. Bye. All right.